TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good Monday morning. Uh, I can tell you one thing. Um, <clears throat> Carl and I showed up for work today, didn't we, Carl? We did. So we didn't take mo- the Monday after the Super Bowl off, did we, Carl? Now, I will give her, I did talk to her last night. She was not drunk. She sounded awful. I'm just kidding. Uh, Poor Kim has got whatever the stomach bug is that's going around. Uh, I believe my wife might have it, too. And, uh, yeah, it uh, apparently her, 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 uh, Kim's son had it yesterday. And then uh, the symptoms started setting in. And I, I don't know what, um, what to expect. So I'm hoping the other shoe doesn't drop at my house here at some point, Carl Middleman. I'll just have to tell you that. Um, yeah, no, nobody has time for that. Whatever this stomach bug is that's going around is a nasty little uh, thing, and nobody nobody wants that. So I'm glad you're with us here on this um, this Monday morning, the 12th day of February. And, you know, once again, we got plenty to get to for you this morning. And we're going to check in with uh, Ryan Schmelz here a little later. Uh, he will uh, he will be replacing Kim on a whim today because uh, we need to talk about what's going on on uh, on Capitol Hill after that border deal got blocked. You know, they tried to push through some other spending. We'll see what people think about that. We've got uh, Hans von Spakovsky, of course, on uh, sort of a wrap-up maybe of what happened last week in the Supreme Court. And then this debate over the wording of the special counsel report on Joe Biden because, oh, the White House is so outraged that the special counsel, Robert Herr, dared to point out what all of us know. Um, I mean, seriously, though, the emperor has no clothes, right? Uh, Everybody knows Joe Biden does not have the mental capacity to be president of the United States. This guy happened to mention that in the special counsel report, which gave it added weight. It, it's kind of hard for them to walk around this. Now, there was a new poll out. I heard our, our friend Gordon Deal talking about it this morning that showed like 82 percent of Americans now believe Joe Biden has no business being president of the United States. I mean, that 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 we're talking historic numbers of people in the United States who can all see it except the handful of people who occupy 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and Adam Schiff and a few a few others they've gotten to to um, read the Democrat talking points about how Joe Biden is just sharp as a tack whenever he's in private but apparently maybe it's the bright lights of a TV camera you think maybe that's it Carl maybe when the sure. bright lights hit him he it pauses his brain and his brain just doesn't work 
Whatever it is, uh, it, it, they're claiming that the special prosecutor had no business inserting his own personal Republican opinion into that report. Now, honestly, what, what would they have preferred just out of interest? Would they have preferred the prosecutor recommend prosecution? Can you imagine what they would have said about him then? Oh, this awful Republican is just doing this for political. Do you think in that moment the irony would have dawned on them? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. Uh, but regardless, they're unhappy that he that he used that language but didn't charge him. But they would have been equally unhappy had he charged him but not used that language. Go figure. We'll talk to Hans about all of that uh, from a, a legal standpoint coming up at about uh, 620 uh, because he knows quite a bit about those things. I'll just have to say uh, Tom Ackerman is going to join us a little later. We will talk about uh, the uh, the Super Bowl. I don't know how many of you stayed up late and watched that if you're up at five in the morning. Uh, did you watch the end of it, Carl? I Hedlund? watched the whole thing. Yes, you did. And I watched the end of it as well. I should have been in bed, but I actually went to bed and watched it laying in bed. <laughs> I could not watch once it went to overtime. Normally, those games get over right around 9 o'clock. Yes. And you can drift off to sleep if you get up at 3 and still get six hours of sleep. This one had to go to stupid overtime. Um, I mean, I'm glad it did because the Chiefs won. If they were too, if I was rooting for a team there, it was definitely the Chiefs. Um, but regardless, we'll talk more with uh, Tom Ackerman about that and get, get some uh, reaction from him. A little later in the show today, I know that you guys – probably saw this and went viral on social media last week. There's a candidate for Secretary of State in Missouri that I'm guessing you hadn't heard of until this video went viral, and her name is Valentina Gomez. She's a young lady. I believe she's 24 years old. She has a definite opinion about some of the things the Secretary of State should be doing uh, and exercising some of their power when it comes to to libraries around the state and the funding of those libraries, if they don't start a stop, I should say, putting questionable materials in there available to children. And she's the one that took a flamethrower to some books last week. Uh, we've got her live in studio this morning in the eight o'clock hour. We got her to uh, to swing by here. Hopefully she's not bringing the flamethrower. I don't know for sure, but we'll find out at about eight Oh eight about that. And then of course, uh, Jesse Jane Duff, and there's a local company that ran some ads during the Super Bowl last night. One of the better ads, I thought, among all the national ads, to be honest with you, uh, in terms of cleverness, I thought it uh, played out pretty well. We're going to get to all that for you coming up here. First, though, here is the shortlist. Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. You know, they know it's an issue, but as I like to say, look, it's a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate issue for Trump, who's only three years younger. <laughs> Hillary, oh, yeah, that Joe Biden, you should pay attention to him. He's getting too old. But don't forget about Trump. I think if we secure our own border here in the United States, I've said that we should do we should help Ukraine. Look, half the money that's going to Ukraine is not going to Ukraine. It's to buy back our own weapons. Marco Rubio. How about that? Uh, he, he's uh, he's defending uh, the, the killing of the border deal. Fortunately, he's not in the Gang of Eight anymore, I guess. Because this system is rigged. It's rigged in the same way that Black Lives Matter can torch buildings and kill people and ruin lives. But pro-life protesters, they get thrown in the slammer. 
Stephen Miller was on his own little soapbox there on Fox yesterday. I don't know if you missed that or not, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to more of that for you coming up. We're not going to allow these horrible offenses to take place. He'll be tried by the ballot box. You know that? He's going to be tried in, by, and for the ballot box. <laughs> President Trump was uh, on a roll yesterday in South Carolina. Um, you know, middle of the day, Super Bowl Sunday, there was f- football coverage from noon on. I don't know what all you were watching yesterday, but the President of the United States on Saturday, held a, he held a rally in Conway, South Carolina. I've been to Conway, South Carolina. You've probably never been there. But I used to work down in South Carolina. I've been to Conway. Not a big place. And uh, they had people waiting in line for hours to get into this venue because they they picked the biggest venue in town, but Conway is not a big town. Uh, and it was packed. They, they had to put up TV screens outside of the venue so that people could still see Donald Trump uh, who, who was down there speaking. Whatever happens in South Carolina in the primary coming up, I believe it's at the end of the, the month. Was it the 28th maybe? Uh, it's the last week of the month of February uh, when they do in South Carolina. It, it's going to be a blowout. Uh, Nikki Haley is, she's the walking dead into politically. She she just is. There, there's no other way around it. Um, but but uh, watching this rally yesterday, the president President was on a bit of a roll, and he got himself in a little bit of trouble. He was so fired up yesterday. Uh, Go to cut five, please, Carl. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. (laughs) I watched the Sunday morning shows yesterday. um, Meet the depressed. I switched over. I think maybe it was the ABC show I watched a little bit of. They were apoplectic. They, They couldn't believe Donald Trump would undermine NATO like that. Uh, wrote lengthy articles about how, although he takes credit for making the members of NATO pay their two percent of their budget, it was actually it was actually uh, Barack Obama who started that back in 2014. wasn't wasn't Donald Trump? They made a pledge in 2014 to start paying their fair share. Here's the problem: they hadn't paid their fair share. They hadn't paid it. Do you remember when Trump was president and he said? All right, uh, you, the United States has been shouldering the burden for the protection of Europe for too many years. And in doing so, we have allowed you, we have empowered you in your democratic socialist republics in Europe to spend your money on all your social programs and everything else uh, without paying for the defense of your own country. So pony up and make the 2%. Or maybe we need to take a look at NATO again. Well, that got them on the ball. They all started paying. They all started paying, right? And since Joe Biden's become president, they've started slacking off because there's nobody like Donald Trump to hold their feet to the fire. And do you really think if if uh, France or England or one of our NATO allies was attacked, the United States wouldn't support them? Of course they would. But unless you deal with these people a little harshly, 
They're going to continue on their democratic socialist spending ways. And Donald Trump had corrected that briefly when he was in office. And now they've slipped right back into doing whatever they did before because they know Uncle Sam has got deep pockets. Well, guess what? Our pockets are turned inside out right now. We're scraping the bottom of the of the barrel. We don't have any money because we misspend all of our money uh, and not in the right places. So I, I have no problem with what the president said. He's not claiming he's going to let Russia take over Europe. It just there's no lengths to which the media won't go to try to make this guy uh, twist his words and make him look bad. I it just <laughs> I watch it and I marvel at it all the time, as I'm sure you probably did. Anyway, uh, good morning to you. We got lots to get to. We'll talk a little bit about this weather. I don't think it's going to affect anybody uh, in the immediate St. Louis area. A few people down to the south might see a few snowflakes later, but. Uh, Sue Thomas will take care of all that for you. Uh, we're going to be back right after our national anthem. If you watched Mark last night. Was it Reba? It was Reba. I'll listen to Reba. Let's listen to it. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. One of the president's Republican presidential rivals, Nikki Haley, has called for a mental competency test for the president. Is that something that the White House is actively considering as a way to try and put to rest some of these allegations about his memory lapses? I mean, look, I'm not a medical doctor. So certainly I'm not going to stand here and make uh, opine on, on, on tests or anything in, of that nature. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, of course, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's not a medical doctor. She can't tell you what a woman is because she's not a biologist. Uh, so she's not going to talk about whether or not the president should have a mental competency test. Don't, don't you just remember like it was yesterday when they were demanding that Donald Trump take a mental competency test? So he ordered one up. And, of course, he aced it because he's as sharp now as he was back then. That This is the I listened to uh, the meet the depressed yesterday morning while drinking a cup of coffee and almost spit my coffee out to hear Jen Psaki and the other talking heads on there defending Joe Biden. You can't defend this. You, it's, it's awkward. You want to have an awkward moment here on the Mark Cox Morning Show? I'm going to play a little something for you. So it's just a little short 
a minute and a half montage of gaffes. It, it goes on for five minutes. I'm going to play just a little, just a little, just a moment or two uh, in the life of Joe Biden standing in front of a microphone. Listen. I'm $159,000 billion let. My plan is to make concrete, concrete. I know, I know President, uh, excuse me, the, um, leading, leading tech companies like Anthropic. Mispronounce. How can you try? The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. By the end of a governing crisis, uh, it's time to end it. these constant. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to be good. Because that's why we can't let, well, uh, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago. I'll never forget. I won't go into that. Anyway, I, I, I just think that uh, Florida Small Business Winner Award winner, uh, Business Week winner. Now, it has the Evolver Institution. About uh, um, the former Prime Minister, uh, like they take baths up there. Anyway, they overruled that to uh, reinstate. Uh, the uh, 32nd freestanding have free 30 free. It's hard to listen to, isn't it? When you put them all together like that, I mean, it's this is the this is the leader of the free world. And they want you to believe there's nothing wrong with him. Shame on the special prosecutor for even suggesting that that he's anything other than sharp and on the ball. I've been watching Joe Biden. Since he first ran for president in 1988, uh, he's always been a bumbling, gaff-filled politician. This is different. This is something you see in the memory care wing of your local senior living community. All right? Hey, coming up, uh, I tell you what, Kim on a whim is under the weather today. So uh, we're going to bring in Ryan Schmelz from Fox News Radio, talk more about what happens next with the big funding bills for Ukraine and Israel now that uh, they've uh, been voted on in the Senate. We'll be back in just a minute. want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you american value 2024 is responsible for the contents of this advertisement so i thought that was the best political commercial that aired last night i really thought it was brilliant on the part of whoever put that together to make it look like a jfk commercial um, with Robert F. Kennedy's face on it, right? This morning or last night, he had to put out a tweet apologizing for it if it caused anybody in his family any pain, right? Now, here's the thing about it. He apologized for it and said it was his PAC's fault. He had nothing to do with it. They don't clear this with me ahead of time. Yet he pinned the commercial to the top of his X feed. So, anyway, I, I thought it was clever. I'm not quite sure why you'd have to 
apologize to the Kennedys. It's a what if it, it was done in the 1960s, for goodness sake, it's a 60 year old commercial. It's crazy. What What is going on in this world? Uh, hey, listen to this real quick. Not all, Shannon. What President Trump saw about this bill is what most Arkansans saw about it, what all but four Republican senators saw, which is that it does not solve the problem. Yes, it had some positive reforms, but in the end, by institutionalizing or codifying a lot of President Biden's abuses over the last three years, it would allow this flow of migrants to continue. What I want to do, what most Republican senators want to do, what President Trump wants to do is stop the border crisis. And now we can see with Joe Biden ideologically invested in open borders, the way to stop that crisis is to elect President Trump this fall. Yeah. He did it once. He can do it again. That's Senator Tom Cotton yesterday on the border bill that uh, fell apart last week. We got Ryan Schmelz from Fox News Radio on the phone this morning. Ryan, are you as blurry eyed as we are after staying up and watching football last night or not? Uh I, I'm 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 struggling. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry. That's how we all feel this morning. It had to go into overtime, didn't it? Uh, for the people yeah, to get it, up super early. It just had to go into overtime, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh man, that must be how they're feeling in in Congress a little bit with this border bill. Little, little uh, regret afterwards uh, the way this thing went down. So as I understand it, border bill failed, and they came back with two separate funding bills and nothing for the border, right? Exactly, yes. We're looking at a $95 billion package that would send aid to Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, uh, as well as uh, humanitarian aid to Gaza. And essentially, the Senate's been voting on procedural actions all weekend long. Uh, They're trying to work on amendments right now, and we're expecting a vote possibly Tuesday on final passage for this thing. How big is it? Uh, it's pretty extensive. I mean, it's it's not it's not the the three hundred page you know package that we saw uh, when it, when 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 the border bill was attached to it, but you know it's still a, a substantial package that is ninety five billion dollars attached. So it's going to be pretty uh, extensive. Yeah, you know, I was I was I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, I, I maybe I had the wrong impression of how this went down, but I thought that the discussion had been okay. We'll fund Ukraine and Israel. But you need to fund the border as well. So instead of <laughs> instead of three separate packages, one for the border that they'd work on first, and then the separate funding bills, they decided to roll them all together. And the minute I heard that, I'm thinking, oh, this is never going to pass. Well, that was the plan was that Republicans were going to give President Biden his emergency spending package. But Republicans said we want to see some substantial legal changes uh, along the southern border. So it was oh, the plan was always to have it all uh, packaged together. Just the only problem was that the border bill didn't do enough to win enough Republicans over for it to have passage. And so here we are in this situation where uh, the border bill is, is officially dead. But there are enough Republicans and enough Democrats who want to move forward with the current package that they have, which is the $95 billion in foreign aid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it looking like in the House? Uh, it looks like Speaker Johnson is not interested in this being uh, passed the way it is. He said that he likes to see these things voted on separately. So we are expecting a separate uh, individual Israel aid bill that will have a pay for uh, at some point, maybe this week. And one thing we can also expect, too, is I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see this growing push from Republicans who want to see Speaker Johnson negotiate with the White House. One thing that's been pointed out to us from from some of those who are pushing this, uh, they essentially believe that this is how it always should have been. Speaker Johnson and the White House should have been the ones negotiating on this, just like Kevin McCarthy, 
uh, and President Biden negotiated on the debt ceiling. That needs to happen again here, where they negotiate border for, uh, security reforms in exchange for this uh, foreign aid package. Yeah, yeah, huh. But but no word of them actually meeting on that yet, right? Not yet. No, we we still need to see Speaker Johnson's office agree to that idea and push for that <laughs> idea. But it's been it's been kind of a growing uh, growing push from the, from some of those in Republican circles. Well, they say. they've been a little distracted at the White House this weekend, haven't they? Talking about other things like mental health. Yeah, and and now they've got to focus on the uh, the, the the health of the. Uh, uh, Defense Secretary, because yeah, well, now yeah. he's in critical condition. So this is a it's a very concerning moment, obviously, when you see somebody going through that. But also, you know, there are the national security implications where this is somebody who has a very important job and they've got to kind of rank and file replace him at this point. Well, and and on the bright side and not trying to be a complete smart aleck, at least the White House is aware of it this time. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, the news the news has been pretty extensive on this one, so it looks like they are at least aware. Yeah, that's true. All right, Ryan, hang in there, man. Cup of coffee's coming. Hey, sounds good, Mark. Thank you so much. All right, see you later, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so I hadn't even gotten to the Secretary of Defense. I've got it in my list of things to get to here. Uh, Lloyd Austin, of course, is, is in the hospital again, not in good shape. And um, I <clears throat> said to someone yesterday— only in Washington, D.C., in a place that is that dysfunctional, a place that puts the fun in dysfunctional, the Biden administration, only in Washington, D.C., could you, uh, as Secretary of Defense, go completely AWOL for a week in intensive care, out of touch, and nobody knows about it? What if October 7th had happened while he was out of touch? Would they have tried to call him and gotten no answer and said, hmm, what do we do now? Israel's under attack. Not even his second in command knew that he was sick. I mean, I'm glad we know this time. I hope the guy recovers from whatever's going on with him. But he shouldn't still be secretary of defense is the point. There was plenty of time to remove him from that job and start promoting somebody else and hand his duties off to his second in command in the meantime so that we have a continuity of of control here i i'm just i'm watching this thing going only in washington dc could that happen if that happened in your company the person that just suddenly decided to go into the hospital and not tell anybody would have been fired but not in politics depending on apparently uh, who you work for it sounds like all right We'll get to a quick break here. Boy, there's just there's so much to get to here. We haven't even talked really about the football game yet. Uh, and, and what in the world Taylor Swift's boyfriend was thinking about running up and pushing the coach in the middle of the game. We'll get to all that and more for you coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. People out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman. Jackpot. Kansas City. This was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it. And in overtime, he is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. Do, do we just forget? I mean, I, I, I'm glad the Chiefs won. But is there 
Is there anybody more over the top than Tony Romo? <laughs> Can I just ask that question? Any thoughts on that, Carl? He was right so many times. Every time I said, oh, I hate him, but he was right every single He's time. He's a smart guy, but yeah. he just feel, he feels this urge to overdo it. Like, do we just forget about the fact that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in history? Do we just forget about that in that he moment? Beat the he Chiefs in the in Super that, Bowl. In that moment, <laughs> he declares Mahomes the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. Listen. And then bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his one Super Bowls, but he's never had it. And in overtime, he is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. He's the best. He's the standard. He even drops the GOAT reference to Michael Jordan. Okay. I, I'm thrilled they won. I, I am. I, I was rooting for them. I wanted I wanted them to win. Uh, although Butker, that's the kicker's name, right? Yes. Maybe he should have been the MVP because that dude. There were seven field goals in that game. I know. Anyway, um, the the Taylor's boyfriend, Kelsey, running up and accosting the coach in the middle of the game. Any thoughts on that, Carl? What, what did you think at the moment you saw that happen? Made Andy Reid look like a doddering old man who shouldn't have been there. He did. He did make Andy Reid briefly look Joe Biden esque at the moment that he hit him. Andy Reid was clearly looking down and didn't expect it, and he almost fell over. I mean, he literally moved two feet to his right when Kelsey came up. Thinking to myself, I get the heat of the moment thing. I'm not sure what he was mad about. They said Romo or somebody said he was mad that he wasn't on the field on that play where the fumble happened. When they dropped the ball at the three. Yeah. I don't know why he thinks he could have fixed that. Is that why was he mad? Because had he been in there, he didn't think that would happen. And he and then they benched him for a couple after that. Right. Right. Well, understandably. Um this was the this was the folks on uh on Fox talking about it last night. Now bear in mind that they were not necessarily Chiefs fans. Listen. Travis Kelsey comes off the field and pushes his coach and screams in his face. It's the worst thing I've seen in a football game in a long time. And you know what? From that moment, I was a 49ers fan tonight. Wow. Yeah. You sure he wasn't just showing passion with the coach? You yeah, know? that's not passion. That's just being a no. jerk. Was, yeah, you push right? him. Yeah, you push your coach. Yeah, it, I'm going to have to see the coach. tape. I don't want to prejudge here. I'll oh, see no. What, you, can. Well, you'll, you can. Yeah, you prejudge. can prejudge. Really? Yeah. Yes, we will help you. Yes. Okay. We're already judging. You can join us in the judgment. Feel free. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you go ahead and prejudge him. We, we don't know. I, I, I did hear that he apologized afterwards. Yeah, it was in the first half. They had the whole right halftime to talk that over. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it's excusable. Reed seems like the guy who's like the quiet giant who might explode on you in private, but is less likely to do it in public. But I'm dying to know what the content was of that conversation. Kelsey hadn't. I, he might have caught one pass to that point. He was very frustrated, I think, had with three or four. In I know, the whole game. but he got a good couple of good ones. But I'm just saying, didn't have a touchdown. Maybe he felt like they were underutilizing him or something. Like throw me the ball. I heard that he might retire. Did you hear that, Kelsey? Oh, he's got a sugar mama now. No, no, no. He's got to have a ring on that finger before he does that. I'm sure there'll be a prenup, pretty oh, large prenup. It's not like he doesn't have any money. He owns the club car washes around town. 
Well, I, I know that. I'm just saying, you know, he, he needs to sign a prenup because her next album is going to be called 87. <laughs> you, you know that's coming, right? So I, I, I would include that in the prenup. Just, just make sure that if your next album is has any mention of the word Kelsey or the number 87, that I get a cut of all those worldwide proceeds. I thought she looked amazingly good and awake. I don't know what she was on uh, for having flown all the way back from was it Japan, Japan. to do that concert. They said she's she went back. She landed in L.A. She had enough time to go to her house in L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she got some rest or what before she got back on a, either I guess a plane and flew out to Vegas for that. Yeah. That's that's uh, screw you money, Mark. <laughs> that that's exactly that's exactly what that is. Somebody said they were having a drinking game. That every time they cut away to her, they were somebody had to take a drink. I think you'd have been pretty uh, drunk if that was the she, case. They cut to her, I think, for less than a minute, and uh, there was someone Total? was keeping a tally. Yeah. No. Yes. It was, no. It was, it like was longer than that. Seconds. It was longer than that. But also. Um, Blake Lively was standing next to her in the mm-hmm. uh, white top, and Ryan Reynolds was on X and said, "Has anyone seen my wife?" <laughs> so he wasn't he wasn't I invited. Don't think I he guess. was there. Wow, wow! I heard uh, Kelsey dropped a million bucks to to buy the suite. His entire so they bonus. Could be in there. Oh, really? His bonus for playing in the game. He was dropped on that. Dropped on the suite. Can you imagine how much Taylor Swift makes an interest on her billion dollars in the bank every day? I don't think this is going to be a big deal. (laughs) I might have asked her, hey, can we go Dutch on this one? Would that be all right? Oh, my. Hey, coming up, we're going to get to Hans von Spakovsky. Can't wait to get his thoughts on all of the junk that went down uh, last week, including the special counsel report on the uh, elderly man we currently have in the White House. We'll do that to 620. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.